Welcome to Oh Brother, a podcast of three brothers trying to figure it all out. With your hosts, Brandon, Colin, and Aaron. On this week's show, meanwhile, in Lake Town... Ahoy! Ahoy! It's today! It is indeed. Yep, yep, it definitely is. Uh, (laughs) uh, Sorry it wasn't the other day, but now I have electricity, so that's exciting. Um, That, you know, one of the prerequisites to a lot of things, turns out, is electricity. So... Who knew? Uh, how oh, long wait. were you, uh, you guys were out for? How long? Um, maybe an hour. Ah, okay. Just long enough to be inconvenient, really. <laughs> Just like <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's fun. I don't really know why. Oh, but the whole South Side town was just like, oh. What about no? <laughs> what if we didn't? So you didn't have any big storms or anything moving through the area? Well, not at that time. They had been like earlier, like the day before. <laughs> oh, just a, a latent the effect. After. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Something probably just broke somewhere. Who knows? Yeah. Yes, it's been very weathery. Oh. Right? Been, been a little insane. Uh. Yeah, lots of weathery, lots of storminess, lots of craziness, right? <clears throat> I was watching, there's, I believe we've discussed this slightly before, but there is this phenomenon where, um, <clears throat> like, storm chasers are now live streaming from their cars. Yes. Right? This is very interesting, right? The setups are kind of insane, right? Some of them have, like, multiple cameras. Some of them have, like, remote rooftop mounted cameras like multiple cameras like dash cams and mm. roof cams and stuff anyway i'm watching this dude and he's driving down this road and i was like wait a minute hold on and then his little gps thing told him where he was and then he drove past like a church and i knew exactly where he was driving not like 25 minutes away from my house and I was like uh, uh, oh, oh boy how boy friends <laughs> right <laughs> I was like wait a minute I've been to a funeral in that church I know exactly <laughs> where this dude is wow wow <laughs> well that was kind of hilarious yeah <laughs> an odd odd uh, situation but yeah he was driving very close he was driving around the county I live in hanging out you know it was really funny. Uh, so, yeah, that was exciting. Uh, <laughs> Something, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, it was great. So, yeah, been, uh, it's been very weathery. Been weathery for you as well. Better, uh, worse. I don't know. N- no, uh, up, up by us, it wasn't all that bad. Um, we did have some. No, we are ba- we are bracing for it because the state fair is in full swing. So the, Uh, you have to, the way, if you talk to a local, if you want to know when it's going to rain in August, during the state fair, right? Look for the sold, look for the sold out shows. Oh, of course. And that's when you can be, it's going to rain. Pretty darn sure. And honestly, for the past number of years that I've been there, that's, it's kind of been true. So. No, <laughs> it's not, no, it's not a bad it's way real. of doing it. 
Have you made your butter sculpture yet for the competition? So, well, so the um the local parks department put on a uh, a local butter sculpture uh, competition. Ah, okay. uh, we did not enter that, but we did look at the uh, the entries and and yes, it, it was for a certain age group, and they had size limitations and things like that. And you know, you see the well, you see what was entered, and you're like, uh, that that you're you know Susie did not carve that can we just be honest everybody everybody this well, it's like any <laughs> any other competition with children like their parents did it right that's how you know that's how yes. you know uh, you look at them this this always upset me not like upset me greatly right but like during in like boy scouts especially specifically cub scouts right when a lot more people are involved in this kind of thing you have all this stuff, right? You have like the Pinewood Derby. You have your dad and lad cake bake. And you're looking at some of these entries and going, there was no child involved in the making of this at all. It was, <laughs> like, it, there was... it doesn't look janky enough, right? Like you just know that the child w- was maybe in the room. <laughs> they were breathing the same air. Uh, but yeah. no, yeah, they were nearby. But there's no way <laughs> that they did that. Like you're a seven year old did not do this. It's, it's impossible. Yes, yes. So we we saw the we yes and yes we saw the posts and we were like, well, okay, we all we all know how that went, uh, but it's fine, <laughs> fine. So the you know the, the rigged butter carving, um, but. Everyone had it looked like that good time. So we have not ventured out yet. This is the first weekend of the fair. We usually wait till the second week um, before we go. And then we like to go the last weekend because that's when everything's really cheap. <laughs> and, the best time, you mean? Yeah. And you'd think that most people, like, that it'd be really full. But here's the thing. Out-of-towners... They want to come in when all the big shows, all the big exhibits yeah. are going. Nobody wants to see the the blue ribbon, uh, uh, you know, whatever ham um, the, on the last day. You want to see it on the first day once it's been dubbed the, the best smoked, you know, ham. So uh, <laughs> it, it's everything is old hat by then. So you can get in. And on the last day of the fair, after five o'clock. Uh, everything's yeah, it's free to entry, which is wonderful. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> now the bad part is is that the trams do not run. That's uh, true. So, so that's not good. Um, but um, that is uh, but it's at least if you're like so. I was talking to some friends who they've got young kids and they're like, oh, I don't know what we're gonna do or blah blah blah. And I was like, <clears throat> last day after five. Okay. You like it's zero commitment. You go in through the western or so the southernmost entrance. It gets you access to the air conditioned art building, the children's zoo, uh, like farm thing, and you can see them judge rabbits. And then you can just leave, and they just right there. Boom. <laughs> so parenting hack hack for the uh, Missouri State Fair. Um, uh, last day, free stuff. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> it's. Great. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and especially if you're like, oh, I just want to go get like, like if the only reason you want to go to a fair is get a corn dog and like ride a Ferris wheel. I mean, that's so true. Why? Indeed. Why go any other time? It's true. <laughs> really? Fair. Yeah. Really, the best part of the fair is the food. Anyway, 
right? Like yeah. we know that fair rides are questionable at best. Uh, at best, right? At worst, they're on the news. Um, and so, <laughs> mm-hmm. and for not, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <And> so, <laughs> so, uh, it's best not to chance the fair rides, <clears throat> really. Uh, but the fair food is always excellent. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, that's really what that you want to go do. You want to like play some lame games where you're going to lose all, all your money, and then you want to eat giant corn dog swords. And yeah. Really Oof. funnel cake too, obviously. Yeah. But like pretty much. Pretty much that. And uh I will say one of my favorite aspects of the state fair here is that they have stalls for booth uh, for, for food that you can go and eat. And they have the the permanent structures of you know, this is the I don't know, whatever the whatever, whatever. Like they they have buildings on there that are inhabited by companies that come in, but then oh, on okay, the main yeah. drag they have where you can come in and pull in your little cart. And that's where people sell their lemonade or their ice cream or their whatever, whatever. Oh, nice. Right? But what's cool is that um, we have a local restaurant that I absolutely love. It does Mediterranean cuisine uh, and they have a stall there. And so one of my favorite places to eat at the Missouri State Fair is a local restaurant that I could go to any time of the rest of the year. Hey, listen, it's proven, right? It's there. It's and, fine. And who like, doesn't want a gyro with extra feta? Like, who just doesn't? I mean, that's a good question. I don't really know who doesn't know. With, want that. With, with <clears throat> locally sourced meat. Oh, this isn't stuff they're getting shipped in. They've got like one supplier from a farmer who does the oh, roasting and does the like everything. That's man. what they use. So it's like, okay, I, I'm going to go get this. <laughs> they had our, we had the the food truck Friday thing uh-huh. on the first of the month again, last week or whatever. And uh, it was so hot that my, our friends just, we like went and got food and then came back to the house uh, and ate it and hung yeah. out and stuff because excellent gross it was like way too hot outside it was like that that day it was like 105 so oh. no <clears throat> but we were really bummed because one of the trucks that was there last time was not there and they have like homemade chips right mm. like potato chip not uh french fries british friends like american crisps okay that's what they have. they're like mm. homemade like kettle chip <laughs> They were so good. Like we went and Susan and I decided to eat there. They have like other wraps and stuff, which, you know, it sounded really good the last time we were there because it was like kind of warm and that sounded nice. And they were super good. But then they had chips like it as part of the thing. And the chips were so good. We just went back and bought like a bag of them. Like you could just buy a bag in like a big paper sack. It was like a couple bucks for this like huge <laughs> sack of chips. It was great. <laughs> That they sounds were not amazing. there this time, and it was very upsetting. Mm. But the egg roll lady was back, so that mm. sort of made up for it because was... that sounds wonderful. <laughs> so yes, but yeah, it's uh, always a gamble, right? But it's nice when you have the ones that you know, and it's a, it's a, it's one of those like decision paralysis situations too, right? Mm. Where you're like, mm, I want that, and that. And that, 
but I know I like this. So I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, and so, yes, if you are, if you want to eat your way through the fair, obviously you have to go back multiple days. Um, <clears throat> and that's hard for, for a lot of reasons. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> you want but, to pay uh, to get into the fair multiple times. Yes. <laughs> yes. Which is just, I don't, I don't know. Um, one of my, uh, or you need to find a day that's not too hot and just go like all day. Yes. Right. Get there early and then just hit the big highlights. Yes. And, <laughs> and you can, they don't, I don't think they have, I'm just, oh, okay. Someone's going to write in and correct me, but I don't remember if they have breakfast on the fairgrounds exactly. Uh, they may have one or two places. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of just other place, just stuff. So, and they're tucked okay. in all corners. That's yeah. the other thing of like one of the apparently one of the best burger shops is actually this small little hut over by <clears throat> uh, my voice. My throat is closing in on me. Hold on. Oh, no, that's a, that's uh, not good. Uh, over by the uh, horse stables that was originally installed just so that like the farmers wouldn't have to go other places. <laughs> and so ah. it's just like here. This is this is for you and everybody uh, to you. So. Uh, See, that's what they hide all that stuff. It's sneaky. They right? do. You gotta search for it. <laughs> you do. Yeah, you've got to find these. And like I said, it's not all on the main drag. If you stay on the main drag, you're going to miss, miss some of the best, best stuff. Um, so, yes, that's, that is our plan to go and do that. And hopefully it will cool off a little bit, or at least the humidity can go away. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Well, anyway. tomorrow, I mean, I don't know about up there, but tomorrow, not tomorrow. Monday is actually supposed to be not too bad. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. It was Monday, Tuesday. And then it's like, ha just kidding. We're back again for more heat. No, 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 no. Horribleness. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. So anyway, we got that coming up this week, which we're very excited about. And we're uh, all the, you know, we've only been there five years, so we're not locals, but it is funny to to just, <laughs> just automatically I mean, know that like, oh, when the fair's in town, no locals, nobody who lives there, let's well say, like drives on the same roads. <laughs> we we well, all no, immediately yeah. convert over to the to all of the side roads, the back roads. There is on the north side of town, there's a street called Main Street, and it was the the <clears throat> main street. Uh, uh if yes. you could imagine. Uh where, shocking. <laughs> um, but it's so underutilized, except for the fair right and (laughs) and the street does span the entire west to east expansion of the city so what what people do is wherever they are they go north to main street and then just over as far as they need to and over as far as they need to and then they just drop down right so so for for people live there main street during the fair become you're like where are all these people oh my gosh actually the main street (laughs) actually busy and we stay off all of the major highways and we just drive through this. That's, you know, it's like the business road kind of think of it that way. Um, yeah. On the north side of town. So it's, it's, it's funny though, because it was just, we went, oh, fair's in town. We got to go to the grocery store. Well, go north to Maine. Got to go over. the other, got to go the long way. <laughs> Did I tell you about our, our train adventure? Well, only oh. through pictures. Okay. Okay. Right. So I saw some of the highlights of the train adventure. But yes, regale us with uh, the train adventure. And I know all of our European listeners are going to be laughing hysterically. But <laughs> here in the United States, taking a train 
Very difficult, especially in the Midwest, right? Yes. Not, it, not many trains that don't have coal in them. No. Or, no. So, <laughs> or cars, anyway. But True. yes, I, so I have exactly one other memory of being in a train. And this is the one that we took as a family to Chicago. Um, probably my <laughs> memory. Same one. Yes. Same <laughs> one. And I distinctly remember eating in the dining car the amazing pizza. Uh, I do remember the pizza was really good. Okay. Yes. I don't know so, if that was just my child brain or if it was actually good, but I do share this memory of the pizza in the okay. dining car. It was okay. really good. <laughs> okay. Well, look, so it's not just me. Now, yes, if you were to go back in time, I'm sure mom and dad were just horrified at what we were eating and like the quality and whatever, whatever, whatever. It's fine. Okay. But no. this is the memory I have. I don't remember anything else. I don't remember like, we didn't like, I don't remember where we got on. I just remember being we, on a train. I think we went to, well, we, since we went to Chicago, I think we went to St. Louis. Well, see, so I didn't know if, cause the train stop, stops many. So there's an East to West train it, yeah. that just travels Kansas city to St. Louis, St. Louis uh-huh. to Kansas city. And then you can, there are big hubs there, obviously that you can then get yeah. a new train and go to place. But I was like, did we really drive all the way to St. Louis or did we catch the train somewhere before it got to St. Louis? But that doesn't make any sense. So I think we just went to St. Louis. And then I think we did too, but we could consult. There is a person that we could ask eventually. I don't know what you're talking about. So it's lost to history. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And so uh, so now, uh, and we had to, so we had to drive three hours to get to a place where we could get on a train (laughs) and then do this adventure. Yeah, I also remember we sat next to a sh- a Shriner. Maybe was it the Shriner or was it the clown guy? Because uh, the um, it was a clown. I don't know. He gave us a pin, yes. like a like a like not like a writing pin. No, like a, it was a p- button a thing. Pin thing. The, button the pin. Thing, yeah. yeah, I thought that was the because we. I still to, have that somewhere, huh. probably at Dad's house because I used mm-hmm. to collect pins. Mm-hmm. But yeah, parents or clown or. Something. I thought we had met like a famous clown either on an airplane or on a. Something. We met anyway. this guy on the train. Okay. <clears throat> so um, I also remember the train stopped a lot and just like sat there in the middle yeah. of Illinois. Yes. So there are four <laughs> or five stops. Not that I've looked into this, but there are several stops because <laughs> so so we now now I, I live five minutes from a train station. Five minutes. Five. And <laughs> so like why wouldn't we do this? And we go to Kansas City like all the time. And it's the same time, really, to take the train to get to Union Station, you know, not downtown Kansas City, but I mean, close enough. Thereabouts. <clears throat> and it was like, why don't we just do this? We're just going to try. But here is the one problem. Um, uh, trains are not in their heyday anymore in the United States, unfortunately. Um, so, we, you have exactly if you want to go from where I live to Kansas City, you have exactly one time. One <laughs> you have, there's a train to uh, get yeah. from there to Kansas City, and it leaves at noon. Okay, it leaves at noon ish, and it arrives at two ish. If you want to then go back to where I live, there is exactly a train to take you there, and it leaves at four from Kansas City. Uh. So, so you have to wait for the, it's best to wait till the next day. <laughs> so, so if you want no to early do morning trains for you, no, if you want to do like anything, like other than quickly walk around union station and run over to the West End and then back, like you can't do anything else besides this. So like, yes, you have two hours on the train. You have two hours 
at the location. And then you have a two hour train ride back. <laughs> and it's it's from 11 and you get back, you leave at uh, 12-ish and you get back at 6-ish. So it's a six hour day. Um, and our little train station, there's like no attendance. There is nothing. And if you talk to the locals um, about 15 years ago, this was not a place that you really wanted to be. Like this was... Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. They... The city had completely abandoned this, and only within the last like like ten years or less, it they did a big revitalization of it. They cleaned everything up. It's very nice, very well lit now. Um, and uh, you just you just show up, and there's no ticket attendant, right? You can't buy tickets at the station. You do have to buy everything online, which is a little frustrating for sure. But we waited. Train came on. We jumped on and they do not wait <laughs> at <laughs> all. Like we had got up and were like stepping into the car and we were already moving. Like there, <laughs> if you are oh, not dear. there when the drain is, they are leaving you like just straight up. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> we, we went back to, uh, we had just bought some, uh, sorry. Um, yeah, we got coach tickets, but here's the thing. Um, all the coaches are basically pretty or brand new. Um, oh, yes. So they have like, yes, the individual seats, the two, the two on your side, some uh, car further back had two seats on the left, two seats on the right. Other cars had two on the right, one on the left. And then they had seats that were facing each other and had a little table in the middle of them. Um, we were unfortunately unable to find that setup because it was just four and I was like this is perfect well you couldn't find that because there aren't that very many um, which is okay um, but we rode in these chairs they're like really nice they've got nice big headrests on them they don't feel the greatest um, but there's like copious amounts of leg room and especially when you're used to traveling in a standard plane, pl- plane. <laughs> <laughs> right where you're like how, how many people you are sh- trying to jam onto this <laughs> all of them all, all oh, that's the answer yes and here's the thing is that this train left St. Louis three hours before or something like that or okay. that more. Yeah. So it had been traveling all morning and it's collecting people. And this train yeah. had quite a few people on it, like quite a few. Um, and they didn't all get off at Union Station. They got off at just little points along the way, uh, which was kind of cool, which was neat to see. It's like, oh, people are like actually using this and like making mm-hmm. their life, you know, work in this manner um the one of the coolest parts of this is out in the midwest a lot of these town have old train stations and they've some towns have we kept revitalizing them so kind of you go into parts of town that you can't get to with a car um in some of these and so you just see things from a whole new perspective and having two younger kids. It's also just very nice to get up and walk around. Right. This is, <laughs> this is yeah, that's aspects. true too. Right. Like you can just <laughs> take a stroll down the car. Like that's really yeah, handy. This <laughs> is what we did um, many times and cut to uh, just spoiler alert here. Um, Lillian's takeaway of, did you like it? And she was like, yes. And I was like, what'd you like most about it? And she's like, you can walk around. <laughs> <laughs> this is the least surprising answer. <laughs> possibly imagined. From yes. <laughs> yes. I don't have to sit still. Same. Have to sit buddy. still. Same. Right. This is, I, I feel this, Lily. I understand. 
<laughs> we could just wander hither, thither, and yawn, and you know, go one way, go another. It just it was nice because then we could sit down and both all everybody packed something. Um, so I had just had my backpack, and I did take our two way. Uh, radios just in case we were at opposite ends of the train and want to talk oh, to each other uh, secret agent Colin. <laughs> but um both the kids packed their own bags so they had books and they had notebooks to draw and some coloring and pens um, we did we did advise noah to not take any um stuffed animals given the fact that he, he left walked, the last one at the left one at, at the at, TV studio <laughs> at the TV studio. Yeah. Um, so um, surprised me to me whenever I'm sitting next to Noah and out, he pulls that same stuffed animal <laughs> and puts it on the window of the train. <laughs> so he could, so that the animal could watch you know, all the adventures. Like, I, this is what this is. Listeners is Noah taking after his father <laughs> as a young child. So I uh, really, this is like, <laughs> this is, it's really bad. <laughs> okay. It's real bad. Uh, as long as you know where this behavior comes from. This is like yes. innate. And this is- it is. This is built into the process. And it's most of <laughs> it. We, because, um, so Te- Noah has Teddy, which is my Teddy. Uh, and so Teddy's getting kind of rough. And so we're trying to take Teddy less and less places. But Noah really, really loves Teddy. Um, so it, it did make him sad he was sad that he could not bring teddy on this but i was like ah no like we teddy needs um a little bit of retirement (laughs) so so noah brought this other animal so that he could tell teddy about his adventures (laughs) hey that works it works it works um and uh yeah the the, um uh, the book old bear probably didn't help any of this uh psychology that we're dealing with oh my gosh i forgot oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> holy cow that's a <laughs> that's a book <laughs> a deep cut for you it that is, is a... yes uh one that we we read quite a bit quite uh, yeah a, a bit um so we we had all this great uh just you know stuff to we didn't want to bring their e-readers and um we did have them bring their phones, but it was for this specific reason. We weren't going to have them do this originally until my daughter said, can we take our phones so that we can take pictures and videos of our trip? And I was like, that's an amazing use of them. That's a good idea. Fine. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes you, may. yes, you may. So we did have several moments where it was like, okay, we're going to get out the phones. Let's go walk the cars and take pictures of stuff that we see or, you know, that kind of stuff. And so yeah. we, we did that a few times, um, you know, two hours on a train goes by pretty fast. Um, when you've got, when you're doing so much, um, and, and the seeing all the cool stops and the people getting on and off. So like it really passed by without much of a, of an issue. And man, like this, <laughs> This train thing, it might uh might catch on. You know, it's pretty <laughs> who knows, maybe someday. Who knows? Someday I might actually get some wind behind the sails. Uh man, it's so nice. <laughs> it's so nice. Uh yeah, I know, right? I yeah. wish I could take a train to places, right? Like if I had these like, oh, I need to go to Park Springfield train. I'd yes. be down. It'd be way it'd be great. I, guess. I know. 
And, and, and there is an aspect of, of just having, I mean, truthfully, just having one train make this run and back isn't really enough to make it truly fit into people's lives. There is a scale that it has to be at. Um, yeah. To, right, right. to make it work. Uh, <clears throat> because I was even thinking like how nice it would be to just be like, oh, well, let's just take the train in, have dinner. Right. And come back. But it's like, you just, you can't do that. You just physically, you've yeah, got to. If there was more than a train. Yes. Right. If it was one of those, like, uh, you know, every few hours a train was running, you know, yes. that would be. Which but, is really, so, you know, that's a big thoroughfare. If, I mean, if you're talking between St. Louis and Kansas City, like, I don't, like, that sh- could potentially be a much more popular train line. Right. Like, where's that expansion, Governor? Where's that at? Huh? Oh, don't have no, that one? Okay. No, we need yeah, the interstate so. to be 17 <clears throat> lanes wide. It's fine. Um, uh. <laughs> oh, so we. We got in and, you know, Union Station in and of itself is an experience to come in. Uh, it again, is, oh, yeah. it is a little the kids sa- think about that one. That was- <laughs> yes. Right. Like, here you go, buddies. Like, this is this is this. Uh, and it is a little sad to me to realize like, oh, uh, this whole thing was for trains at some point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. And like that whole main atrium was the waiting area that's just where people yeah. waited for trains and, <laughs> and some of those wings those big long wings on the side those were where you would go down to get on the certain tracks right yeah you'd go crazy. down to the platform like, yeah that's the platform thank you that's the word i was looking for platform <laughs> it's okay uh i'm kind of an expert about this stuff now so you say know. yeah my train vernacular not really up on that <laughs> since you know don't really just get them all the time <laughs> right and so now that it's like half science museum half like movie theater like uh there's a a just i don't even know like there's so much going on in this building that's not trains and amtrak is just shoved over into this little tiny corner (laughs) yeah kind of makes you sad and you do have to to get to the platform you you actually go outside the building Oh <laughs> right, okay. Walk on this elevated metal platform. <clears throat> it's nice, it's covered, it's fine, but like it's you walk all the way out there, you go down some kind of terrifying stairs or you can take the rickety elevator. I took my life to my own hands with the stairs and you wait just like straight up just at the platform. That's where you get on mm-hmm. your train. Um so it, it's a little bit different experience as opposed to being inside and all this stuff, but you know, it is what it is. It's, it's going to be okay. Um and we, while we were at Union Station, here's the, <laughs> sometimes you're reminded of just like how much money there is in the world. Um, somebody had rented out. So when you went to Union Station, right? You went to Union Station and you went to the um, the Auschwitz thing in Union Station. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. The that, that main Holocaust that's, thing. Yeah, the Holocaust. The, um, uh, that sent big central ex- exhibition hall, right, is where it was. Uh, or was it? I don't down remember in- where. It, no, it was off to the side. We had to go like off. It was like in a whole wing. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that whole wing. Ready? Ready? Yeah. Ready? Rented for a wedding. <laughs> Holy cow! <laughs> That's a big space. <laughs> it's a bit large. And here's what I was most impressed by. Um, they uh, have thought of this. Uh, this this Union Station. Um, they had floor to ceiling. That's a cur- tall ceiling too. <laughs> Double sided curtains. Oh wow! 
to that. I mean, this was thick, like super thick material. Yeah. And, and it was obviously to do some sound deadening and stuff like that. But like floor to ceiling and this massive, massive <laughs> space uh, to block off the wedding that was happening on the other side. Uh, so that was, that was pretty cool to see. Um, then we r- ran over to Crown Center um, and did our adventure, quick adventure there. Because uh, the last time we were there, we had actually scoped out a few stores. And then this time we came in and we were like, hey. Ah, pick some stuff out, guys. You know, let's. And then yeah. We'll, uh, then I carried them back to the train station. Um, yeah. Fine. Um, but yeah, we sat to. Oh, we had gelato, right? I think I sent you that photo where we had gelato, um, mm. which was wonderful after being outside in the heat. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, and then we went back and we got on the um, waited for our train and um took it back and on the way back so on the way there we had ridden uh coach and then on the way back i was like ah why not like it would be at the end of a day we'll just upgrade it was not that much more expensive to get into business class so i was like let's just do this like let's just try it oh um you know whatever (laughs) um and um as much as i was impressed with coach i was not impressed with business class oh no Um, really Really, because and they not how it's roll- supposed to work, Amtrak. Come on, you got this. Well, backwards. this is <laughs> this is because um, this is business class from like early nineties. <laughs> oh, they haven't upgraded this one yet. Huh? <laughs> not upgraded this one yet. <laughs> mm. Like you just walked in and you were like, oh, oh my nineteen eighties curtains. Like oh my, <laughs> like oh no. Yes. So, so everything was very soft and dark and mm. a little bit of oppressive <laughs> just how like, like cozy or whatever it's supposed to be but it was yeah. all very old and not updated um so maroon was there yeah, like, was yeah. Like, <laughs> a lot of and like deep navy stitched um oh yeah uh, yeah, yeah. uh oh well you know, like on an airplane how they can put that bring the carpet up to the walls and stuff yes okay that was all wrapped up stuff you could very much tell like here's one thing that i did note is that business class reminded me so much more of an airplane um where they took all of their cues for how they use space things that they do the bathroom i was like oh this is an airplane bathroom uh back in back in coach they were like hey we're kind of on a train so what if we did stuff a bit different (laughs) yeah what if we had more room in the bathroom and like yeah. Oh, that no. was the other thing in the bathrooms um, back in back in coach. Um, there was just a little button that you pressed on the wall and then the floor to ceiling wall moved and retracted back into a little cubby to expose the bathroom. Then you stepped in, you pushed another button and it just slid oh. in. You didn't have to like anything like that. It was great. It was a wonderful experience. Nice. Um, and the back, the drive, the uh, drive, uh, the, the train right. ride home was was way more subdued <laughs> they're all very sleepy um oh, yeah. also also the 1990s business class made you <laughs> put you Puts right you right out right like <laughs> right to sleep uh but we did uh got got a snack on the uh in the dining car so we could have that experience and um then just kind of rode it the rest of the way out and man it just because it was one of those things of like all the excitement on the way there it seemed like to take forever for us to get there and then on the way out oh we're home uh, so it was kind of it was neat because we could see like, hey, we always like at the end of our street where we live, 
from our house, we can walk down to a corner. We look north and we can actually see the trains pass. They're up a couple blocks, but we can uh, see yeah. them pass. So we could, we, I had my phone pulled up and I was like, Hey, we're going to cross our street. So we, we waved at ourselves, you know, we crossed <laughs> the street, went down to that street. But then that it was neat to, you know, the kids could see it from that perspective and, you know, got off and, and, I, we all really enjoyed it. And so uh, the way I am, I'm like, okay, great. We survived a two hour train ride. How long does it take us to get to like New Orleans from here? Oh, uh, <laughs> does it go that far? Does it? It does. It does. does it? Yes. Because what you do is you go from, okay, so it's not important. You but go what you do, what you do, to St. Louis and then down? No. Some of them go from St. Louis up to Chicago and then back down. Ew. So, <clears throat> It does add oh, a bit of time. However, if you would like to go to LA, you can take our little train into Kansas City. And then on the Kansas City, you get put onto a sleeper car. And then oh. the sleeper car. And I didn't know this. And I still need to verify this. But I have been told by somebody who has done this exact route. He said he used to go with his grandma. They used to go see family out in California. And he would they'd get on their train go to Kansas City, get on the sleeper car, and then that trucks through Oklahoma and Arizona and all that. fun New Mexico and then goes yeah. up to LA. Um, that when you get the sleeper car, you get three meal tickets for each inhabitant. And so it like includes meals and stuff too. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, the I, fine, okay, let's do this. <laughs> Does sound kind of cool, actually. It like, Yes, because I'm not, because like, well, now, it's like, you're not just, here's what I really liked about it. Like if you were trying to be like productive, if you're trying to be a busy person or if you were traveling and you're working on something as a business or whatever, like you don't have to worry about driving and not being able to work. Like, so it helps you be. Yeah. Productive. You can like do things. It also provides way more together time than a typical road trip because you can sit at that four person table and talk and have and play card games and not have to worry about because yeah, you're not driving <laughs> yeah not have to worry about directions <laughs> and or gas or any of that and yeah, true right so the, it just it takes There's the no whole getting lost because it's no, just gonna follow the tracks <laughs> what happens is what happens <laughs> yeah and it just it you know it just rolls along and it, it just takes the whole um a kind of amped up nature that travel is and make it, it takes it from this big, like stressed out, got to hit time points, got to hit this, got to do this, got to miss this traffic. Gotta, and just all that goes away. And for some people, I'm sure that that is maddening because they just have to sit there and just let things happen to them. Right. <laughs> like those people who like to be in control. Yeah. This, this is not a good thing for you, but if you're just like, yeah, let's just, Hey, what if we talked? What if we, so now I'm thinking about this stuff of like, yeah. yeah so if like, you're me, you're like, yeah. ah, <laughs> well yeah but you just like, always wanted it, it, you know one part of the oh let's you know let's get some friends together and go somewhere well there's a lot of time in there where you're together but it's kind of being like at a movie with somebody where you're not doing a whole lot of interacting um, oh, yeah true which which you know some people like and some people don't but it, it is what it is so if you're looking for a better chance to make that happen you know you can make it happen um in case you were wondering from my house to la it takes 39 hours 
And I'll right, say that, but see, that's my reaction was thinking about driving time, which would be roughly the same, I would imagine, if you drove that. So, yeah, that's better actually because well, well, you can hang he, out and, and eat pizza in the dining room. <laughs> right, you can't eat pizza in the dining room. You can't do any of this stuff. True. Um, and and if you also want to have literally the journey be part of the journey. Right. Yeah. Like it can, it adds, it means your vacation is happening while you are even, yeah, here's the thing it to drive to LA, it takes 25 hours, 25 hours versus 39 hours on a plane or on a train. Sorry. Yeah. Now I will say that if, if you, um, pricing gets a little, you know, up there. Um, well, I mean, yeah, but so, so for here's this for a family of four, not that I'm on the website or have it in the same. Oh, no, yeah, but definitely not. For, uh, be doing that for a family of four to ride from where I live to LA in coach for now again, 39 hours. This is $600. Yeah, but how much would it cost to drive? I mean, gas is yeah. like three and a half dollars right now. In right. the Midwest. So in California, it's like probably seven. Yes. So like <laughs> <laughs> now, if I wanted to add private rooms, okay, private rooms for four people to travel for 39 hours, this is $2,600. But again, okay, that's, a, that's if, a bit much. If you're driving, like, so you've got to drive, you also have to do hotels, which sure, yeah, like, that's, that's a good point. It, but... and, and meals and things like that. So all of a sudden, you um it it changes it a little bit but again if you're just going off and you just want experience like that's that's yeah, true. that's something so it's you know again it's because it's at this weird thing of we want to offer having a train but it's also not being really driven by a whole lot of market forces to make it a reality so there's that's all true. these there's not a lot of demand <clears throat> no no which is unfortunate um so i was anyway so my trip details are saved for me (laughs) (laughs) very nice so that was our train trip uh our train trip i highly recommend uh if you have access to a train and you enjoy you may think you enjoy training um just take a train to train for a little bit Um, yeah 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 recommend nice Yeah. Well, I've been much more subdued. I haven't really done anything. Mostly just preparing to go back to work next week. Oh, yes. And not excited at all. So, again, not excited about sitting through meetings and all that stuff. That stuff is boring and terrible and I don't like it. Um, (laughs) So, that's really annoying. And the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, we don't want to have in-service times, right? This is what this is what's annoyed me already before school's even started. They talk about how we waste time and in service because we didn't do anything. Like it was our fault that we didn't have anything to do last year because I'm supposed to plan that. Well, no. Dummy. But hey. now they've said, ha, we're gonna go. We're gonna have we're gonna have Wednesday or Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then open house Thursday night. And then we'll start school the next week, which hmm. is a bit of a truncated schedule, right? And so 
here's my question. <clears throat> right. Oh no. The, uh, um, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with open house with parents coming into my classroom on Thursday. Right. Uh-huh. Are you going to give me sufficient time to be in my room to make it presentable to people after not being inhabited for several months? Oh, right. Now, if the answer is no, right, then my room's just not going to be presentable hmm. because I am not going in early to fix it. Hmm. I'm not. Other people have already been in school doing that, right? <clears throat> However, because our current administration it sends email after email after email about these are your contracted hours. Make sure you are at school at this time. Make sure you do not leave before this time. Blah, blah, blah. So if, if contract hours are their big thing and because they're so worried about people like skipping out five minutes early to go to a doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. I am not coming in multiple days before the start of my contract to do anything. <laughs> sorry, not sorry, but that's that's that seems pretty yeah uh, unfair. But funny, not funny how that works, right? Of like, no, these are your contracted hours. You won't don't don't you do this, don't you do this. But also you still need to sacrifice everything and um yeah, and bend over backwards to, to make this work for us. Thanks. Yeah. If you want to work over your contracted hours by multiple, you know, dozens of hours per week, mm-hmm. go for it. We are <laughs> going to uh, applaud that behavior. If you're going to leave five minutes early, we are going to throw a fit about it. And we're going to send emails to the whole staff about, mm-hmm. about uh, pr- professionalism and contracted hours. No. no. It's ridiculous. So, uh, if my room is not good, it's not good. I don't really care. Uh, and the superintendent's kid is in my class, and I'll just tell him that because I don't really care for him at all. So he can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Why isn't your room presentable? Well, you had me sitting in a meeting about nonsense for mm-hmm. five hours when I should have been up here doing school things. <laughs> I can't say uh, that's frustrating, buddy. (laughs) So yeah, that's mostly what I'm doing. Um, Mm. Other things I've been doing, hiding from the heat uh, and and alternately from heat and uh, severe thunderstorm warnings. So that's (laughs) been fun and exciting. Uh, Been watching some women's world cup soccer. That's been on, right? Okay. How's that been? Now now I'm only bringing this up now. It's been fine. Uh, It's, it's hard to watch. Currently, because the World Cup this year is taking place in Australia, so like TV times are oh a little tricky, right? Yeah, hard, All the matches yeah. are on at like eleven o'clock at night, so that's not really sure. You know, I'm catching some highlights here, but uh, if, uh, as you may or may not know, the U.S. women perennial powerhouses in soccer are out. We're out of the tournament after the first round. Right? I did. Ooh, I no, did hear that. some of that. Yeah. And so I've been it's the the funny part to me, right, is 
um, <clears throat> listening to the coverage of this, right? People have many different opinions about this, but I was watching um, Tobin Heath and Kristen Press, who are former U.S. women's national team players, uh, were talking about this on the show, and they were they were talking about this really weird feeling they had, like they just it was weird. They're like, I've never watched the the, the soccer team and and had this feeling of we have so much talent, but <laughs> we're not utilizing it and all this stuff, and it was just a really odd experience. And I sat there looking at them and I got, I, I was, I remember chuckling to myself, listening to their show going, <laughs> you've never watched men's soccer, have you? Because yeah. this is the experience <laughs> of watching us men's soccer all the time. <laughs> Welcome to the club, ladies. <laughs> they were just like shocked. Like, I just don't understand. Like we have all these really good players and they just like didn't play good. And I was like, yep, that tracks. Huh. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. Huh. How about that? <laughs> Huh. How about that? That's that's really that's really that funny. was my take on that whole thing. But otherwise, it's been really good. Also, I I may have mentioned this. I did mention this at the beginning because at the beginning, <clears throat> I was talking about teams that looked really good. Uh-huh. I remember quoting myself on the show. I was like, "Man, Brazil looks really good." <clears throat> They're out. Uh-huh. Uh, I was like, "Man, Germany looked really good in that game." <clears throat> They're out too. Um. So, <laughs> okay, Brandon's gonna stop commenting. So my, I'll listen. This is what you gain by watching like one game because all the other ones are on the middle of the night. And can't sure. Them. So I don't, <laughs> I had a limited data set with which to make these comments, but <clears throat> now it's, it's out. Now we were down to the, I think it's four. I think it's, um, who is it? It's going to be Australia, England ah. and Spain and Sweden. That's right. That's who it is. That's your final four. Here we go. Now, there is one important soccer tradition that I have, right, that is in jeopardy. Um, that is, England is not allowed to win soccer championships uh, because they won one in 1966, and they go on about it forever still <laughs> now. And so if they were to win another one, that would just be the most insufferable thing of all time. <laughs> right, the men, the men's soccer won the championship in 1966, and they bring it up all the time. They just talk about it, and they just go on and on and on about how great it was. And it's the most annoying thing in the world, right? Like. <clears throat> old British dudes like yammering on about the glory days of 1960. Like, okay, stop. So the women definitely can't win this because that will just add to the insufferability, right? It will just be horrible. Oh. It will add another dimension to it. Hey, well, you heard it here, folks. Friends <clears throat> calling it. That's so really important that Spain or Sweden or Australia win this World Cup. That's really <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For Brandon's mental health. Yes. Pull it together. <laughs> uh, other than that huh? I've been just hanging out doing stuff doing cleaning the house a little bit here and there oh <clears throat> oh yes I remember <clears throat> I've also been watching a show on the internet as I want to do uh-huh. now this show is not new by any stretch of the imagination but as my just undying love for the detective show Right, because I've still been watching 
all the law and orders I can find. Right. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I have watched a detective show. I have been watching a detective show of yesteryear. Right. Uh, to see how the genre has changed, mostly because I like the show anyway, and I haven't seen it in a long time. I've never seen this version of it. Um, I'm going to give you a hint. Are you ready? Mm, because all detective shows, as we know, have a stinger, right? Like Law and Order has the like, dun dun, right? <clears throat> this show has the stinger, dun dun dun. dun. <laughs> okay. No, dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Huh. It's Dragnet. Oh my gosh. Yes. <clears throat> I've never seen the 50s version of the Dragnet before. Mm. And so that's what I'm watching. And it is oh. hilarious. Really good in like a good way. It's fun. I've never watched the... I've seen some of the reboot in 67. Like the 60s version, right? Uh-huh. I've seen those episodes. Not all. I've seen like some of those episodes. I've never seen the 50s version before. And I found some episodes online. They're very sporadic. Like you can't find all of them. You can find like clusters here and there. Right. <clears throat> so, and I mean, you don't need to see every episode of Dragnet. I imagine they're broadly similar, but you're getting, <laughs> you can watch 50s Dragnet. So this is very exciting. I like it. I like old Joe Friday. Right. It's very interesting. It's interesting to see the detective tropes that are still around. Right. Like wisecracking detective guy. People making weird jokes about things. But it's good. I like it. So you should, uh, listeners, you should watch Dragnet. I did not know the Dragnet was originally a radio program. I did not know that either. Didn't know that either. I didn't know that. I was just reading about it a little bit because I was like, oh, man, this show's great. Uh, And so it was a radio show, right? And then they brought it to TV. And uh, Jack Webb, right, the guy who plays Joe Friday, he was the guy on the radio, and they were like, we want you to be the detective on TV. And he was like, ah, um, what? (laughs) Are you sure about that? Yeah. Uh, But he, like, grew into it. He was, like, a writer of the show, too. Like, I didn't know this. He was one of the people behind, like, producing the show. So. Uh, yeah there you go but i've never seen the 50s version and it's just it's hilarious right like when i say hilarious it's just like it's interesting that like i don't know if it's a like a thing of like the time limit because it's only like a half hour show right i don't know if it's like the 50s mentality i don't know if they it's just how they wanted to produce the show of like, it's all about police detective work and gathering evidence and all that stuff. Right. But like everybody confesses that they did it eventually. Like there's no, <laughs> yeah, they all just give in. Right? There's like, you got me, Kappa. I did it. I killed it. <laughs> and you're like, it's pretty easy. Huh? They don't even, <laughs> and not like every episode. Cause not all of them are like, kept. sometimes there's like chasing a bad guy or whatever, but like, Sure. Uh, the the majority of criminals end up just confessing to Joe Friday that they did it, which is humorous to me. <laughs> it's just so good. It's too good. Uh, 
but yeah, so that I've been watching super old Dragnet, which is great. <laughs> that sound sound wonderful. Uh, it's wonderful. Some of the early seasons are a bit weird because, uh, like season one and two at least, some of the episodes are like they just used. They're based on the radio program, so they used the radio audio and they just like dubbed the acting. So it's a little bit, you can oh, tell that it's not, it's like off a little, right? Like it's That's not, fascinating. Yeah. Not every episode is like that. Then they like, they started, I guess, using the radio episodes and they brought them to television. So like, it's the same thing, but it's uh, like, you know, now with pictures, but yeah. there's a few of them. It's, it's kind of the way that they blocked it. You can kind of tell that it's like, they're just recording this on a soundstage or right. You know, those like classic fifties, like down and up camera shot. That's like uh-huh. really close. Yeah. Right? It's like really close. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> But you can see that their mouth is not exactly matching the dialogue. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but then some of the other episodes are like, they were definitely just shot for, for TV only. There's no radio version. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know one thing that we said we were going to comment on that I don't think we ever got around to. Um, maybe we don't have time for it in this one. We should do it at a later time, but maybe we do. Um, d- did you did you have thoughts on the the latest Grand Tour? Oh yeah, we were going to talk about that, weren't we? <laughs> Yeah, I think we were like, oh, we both just watched this and now we need to, uh, we can yeah. come back to this another time. But I have to come back to that because I need to review that one again because uh-huh. I was like, when you said that, it took me a minute to realize that I had watched another one. I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there wasn't it. It was, I really liked it. I remember that. Yes. I really did like that. But yeah, we'll, re- we'll have to uh, rewatch that because yeah. <laughs> I don't remember oh. enough about it. Yes. At the moment. But okay. yes, that was really good. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, we'll do that. It, okay. Uh, but with all this talk of going on journeys and touring and adventuring, ah, indeed. I think it's time to get okay. back to our friends uh, in the mountain, right? <laughs> Again. Uh, luckily, these chapters were like, Real small, like yes. done. So uh, you can tell we're hopping up here, but uh, these were real quick. They didn't take that long to read at all. I no. could get back to Dragnet pretty quickly. Um, <laughs> you can <laughs> <Good>. thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah, we uh, we start off with a we get a bit of a perspective shift, right? We get one of those like. Meanwhile, down in Lake Town, <laughs> uh, yes, it was. It was. It was very much of a. a, a, a and in case you forgot, uh, while that's going on, yes, it was very. <laughs> now Tolkien is he? He's never. He's not really great at the multiple perspective thing, right? So there's two ways to do this, right? You the way that he does it all the time is he'll give you one full recounting, uh-huh. and then he'll be like. Meanwhile, and then you back up and you get the whole other side of the story. Yes. Right. Yes. Which pacing wise 
is kind of weird, right? I'm looking at the two towers mostly right now. Um, but <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> but I also don't just love when modern writers do like every single chapter is a different person, right? Because sometimes it you need to have a couple chapters of consecutive to make it make sense. Otherwise, you're just like bouncing back and forth for no reason. So this one isn't so bad because it's just one little section in here. But <clears throat> it's, one to, it's a little different than like a modern take because like a modern interpretation of this would have been like to make these last couple chapters into like seven and like have it going back and forth simultaneously. Which that annoys me when they do it too much, right? Because it's hard to get into when you're reading it. It like breaks the flow of my thoughts. Anyway, I don't know about other no. People. I I agree. I agree. It is like you said to do it the way Tolkien does in this one. It does take quite a long time to chug through everything, but the quick back and forth does change up how how it, the feeling of it, and it it makes it feel a lot faster than I think. It needs to be in a lot of cases, um, and and you, it's hard to get into a good um, just rhythm as a reader when you're going through like that. Yeah, I think so. I think it it, it messes me up because you're like because sometimes you're like there's like one little chapter, but it's like so small that nothing happens, and then you're jumping to somebody else, and you're like, well, I, I, what was the point of that? Why am I? But it's mm-hmm. because these events are supposed to be happening at the same time. You know, that's why they bounce. But it's it's. Annoying, right? It annoys me. <clears throat> but here we have to back up. We're backing up several days, right? Uh, you know, and I like, <laughs> you know, he starts it off this like, uh, now if you wish, like the dwarves, to hear news of smog, you must go back again to the evening when he smashed the door and flew off in a rage two days before. Two days. So we backed up <laughs> quite a bit. Yes. Backed up. And now we get the Lake Town perspective, mm-hmm. right? And now we know what's going on down there that's and i like how their first reaction is hey maybe the king of the mountain is making more gold look at all that light coming from up there oh yes it must yeah that was a very interesting way to start that right but i mean these are poor people whose uh ruler is not exactly just on the level so that you know makes sense to them but then uh then they realize the dragon is coming and we are now at alarm (laughs) Yes. living in a on a wooden platform in the middle of a lake, so not the best place to be. Um, but it's a little. They have some good descriptions here, though, right? Um, no fireworks you ever imagined equaled the sight that night. You know about the dragon flying down through the thing, uh, but they had to immediately jump into action <clears throat> because you know it's a dragon, and that's. Not good. Um, there's a spot here that I was thinking of, but I admit maybe a little bit later. Uh, well, but I, I like uh, how during the same two of, of not all hope is lost uh, during this because the first thing they do is raise all their bridges, um, and and it says um, the bridge was gone and his enemies were on an island in deep water, too deep and dark and cool for his liking. If he plunged into it, vapor and steam would arise enough 
to cover all the land with a mist for days, but the lake was mightier than he. Uh, so giving a little bit of balance to the story of it's not all bad, uh, right? He's got a yeah, well, that's of, the, of a fight. That's the part I was looking for, actually. Oh, um, okay. Oh. That, uh, that Smog is, ha- even though he's like the great and mighty Smog, he's like has some trepidation about the water because he he knows that it will quell his fire, right? And he can't. Then he'll be even. Then he'll be vulnerable to attack because he'll take away his weapon. So he's yes. like, oh, I don't want to get. I don't want to get wet. I don't want to do that. I don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so that was an interesting counterbalance, like you said. Um, but then the fire does, in fact, leap from the dragon's jaws, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it starts burning down the city. Right. Um, and then we are introduced to Bard, like in passing. Kind of like, you know, it's it's interesting. It's weird how he just like is here now, right? It's like uh, uh-huh. no one had dared to give him to give battle to him in many. Uh, oh, Smog is angry because they're fighting back, right? Um, <clears throat> nor would they have, except for the grim voiced man, Bard was his name, who ran to and fro, cheering the archers and urging the master to order them to fight to the last arrow. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, here's this dude um, who is uh, like rallying. The thing, right? Because the master of the Lake Town is uh, running away. Yes, he yes, he sneaking is sneaking off with uh, as much money as he can carry with him, as we find out here in a little bit. Uh, but this guy Bard um, is the person who jumps to action and is now uh, leading the men, rousing them to fight back against the dragon. So it's it's an interesting little. Story snapshot on the leadership of the town here about how uh, master is exposed for what he is right he's cowardly and only interested in helping himself uh, whereas bard is trying to save the town and the people in it let's see yeah and he's uh, he's he's firing he it's not he's just not he's not just calling out commands too he's he's sending a flurry of arrows uh, that's true. He is also uh, fighting back yes. at the same time. Yeah, right. He's descendant of this long line, um, and he's shooting with a great U bow. Um, and he had what? But one, one more, and suddenly, <laughs> like a little, little something. Right. Yeah. So again, here is this part where he sort of brushed over earlier. This um, because apparently Bard speaks uh, Thrush, um, because all kings of Dale can communicate with thrushes. Don't you know? Right. Um, this bird comes and like starts talking to him, and he's kind of just like, "Okay." So it's like, does this happen a lot? Uh, do you speak to the birds often? Yes. <laughs> and we should also point out that this bird uh, was the one sitting uh, by the door um, earlier, where Bilbo was talking to the dwarves about what he well, had seen in his conversation. <clears throat> yes. So imagine that but this bird uh, tells Bard about the weak spot that Bilbo discovered on Smog as he was in the cave uh, talking to him earlier right and so he uh, reaches down grabs this black arrow um, I had you from my father and he from old It, uh, if ever you came from the forges of the true king under the mountain go now and speed well and he fires a shot and it hits the dragon and he dies. Boom. So all that build up 
uh, and some other random dude just kills a dragon. <laughs> kind of fortuitous, right? If you are a dwarf, uh, yeah. I feel like. Uh-huh. <laughs> How were they to solve their pesky problem of a living dragon? Well, yeah, well, have somebody else deal with it. On right? Uh, now, interestingly, just a, a tiny bit of lore, just a little bit today. Um, <clears throat> of all the recordings of dragons being killed in the Middle Earth Legendarium, men are responsible for slaying all of them. Mm. No elves, no dwarves, no hobbits. It's the race of men that are the dragon slayers in the Tolkien universe, right? Which is just an interesting little side fact here. Like, <laughs> interesting. Has, has, have you run across anything that particularly talks about why that is? Uh, no, not really. I, I just come across some things saying like, yeah, that's how it is. Now, I don't really know why, or if I did hear it, I don't remember. But that is just a kind of a weird fact that's just kind of thrown in there, right? I don't know if it's because men are eventually to inherit the earth because the dwarves will fade and the elves will leave, right? But that is kind of what's happening, right? Maybe it's just that the men of Middle Earth are just brave beyond reason and they don't really think about it too much. <laughs> hmm. But yeah. It is only men that kill dragons. Weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even the mighty Glaurung. It wasn't the elves. Nope. Whoopsie daisy. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> dig into that maybe. Do a little research hey, on that this week. Yeah. Uh, add this to my <laughs> list of things to do. Yeah. Uh, but back to the business at hand. Uh, now the town is rejoicing and they're like, wait a minute. This master guy's lame. We don't like him at all. Mm-hmm. King Bard. Uh, to which the master is like, wait, wait, no, no. Right. Wait, no, wait, stop. Nah. He gets uh, all like slimy. Not happy. <laughs> he gets his like slimy politician thing on here. He's like, wait, no, he, but does he know how to do this? And what about this? Ugh. Yes. I so bad. He's so, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah why do uh, i get all of your blame for what fault am i what oh yeah because now he's trying to take this energy and like turn it towards being angry at the people who brought the dragon in the first place and let's just pre- it's like hey it's not my fault the dragon came right like it's these yeah, other it's people. the dwarves right do you notice uh, the sly redirect yes. to the dwarves he's like but it's the dwarves fault that the dragon was even here in the first place it doesn't matter that Bard had to kill the dragon. It doesn't matter that I had to run from the dragon. No, no, no. The dwarves sent the dragon. So it's the dwarves' fault. Obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Bard, Bard cuts through this and he's like, What are you? No, what are you doing? Like, they're probably all dead too. Like, let's get over this and keep moving on and let's get, you know, be rebuilding things. Yeah, he's like, we need to get to the shore and like, you know, yeah. get some shelter. That's really what needs to happen. Stop whining. <laughs> yes. Yes. And very, very quickly, um, and this is kind of a a theme that'll pick up here in just a minute of um bards walking around and he just hears everybody talking about, well, if there's no dragon and all those dwarves are dead, there's just like a bunch of money sitting up there, you know. With nobody guarding it, right? Like that's yeah. should be fine. 
Yeah, so quickly, in fact, that uh, like on the next page, we hear that the elves all of a sudden have the same thought because they hear news that the dragon is dead also. And yep. the elven king is like, hmm, well, interesting. <laughs> let's just go down and take a look, right? <laughs> yeah, let's go see what's going on here. But he does take a detour to help Bard and the people of Lake Town because, you know, they asked for help, so... That is true. He does assist them, which is going to be important here in a minute. So the Elf King does bring them food and helps them get some shelter and some fires going because they're soggy and it's cold, you know, and that's not a good combo, as we know, right? You don't want to be soggy and cold at the same time. It's bad. Um, uh, And then we end this chapter here, interestingly, about like the kind of a little bit of stuff about this this spot where smog has fallen uh they be they regard it as like a cursed mm-hmm. area in the lake right uh you know they don't and people don't go over there <laughs> yeah. like they're gonna rebuild lake town they're gonna do all this stuff but not there <laughs> move it up yeah. they move yep. it up the lake a little bit just to get away from that spot right there for ages his huge bones could be seen in calm water amid the ruined piles mm-hmm. of the old town but few dared to cross that cursed spot, and none dared to dive for the shivering water to recover the precious stones that fell from his rotting carcass. Which is interesting, right? Because we know that he was like covered in jewels and stuff, but they're just like, mm, no, 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 no. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, That's all good. Going over there. I don't want anything to do with that dragony nonsense, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then we and then we we end the last couple lines here are about armed forces now marching north and moving to to towards the gate. Yes, which spoilers? That's not going to go well. Does not end well. No. So so uh, now we return to Bilbo and the dwarves. Right, literally, that's what it says. Right, literally, I love to the. Right. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Right? Yeah, right? It's very interesting. Um, so they don't know what's going on, right? They're kind of up here. Um, and then we get this like really weird thing where the thrush now comes back and uh, is trying to tell them what happened, but yes. nobody speaks thrush. thrush. You know? yeah. And to which Balin's reply is, Ah, uh, if only he was a raven. I can speak raven, but not thrush, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, weird reminiscing thing about, yeah, you know, that's why it's called Raven Hill, because there used to be ravens there, and we could talk to them, and they were our friends. Yep. So the thrush, like, shakes his head and leaves, <gasps> and he brings back a raven. <laughs> yep. And, uh, it's so funny because you could just tell it's just he's so just like oh my gosh fine this part made me laugh like <laughs> it did <laughs> yeah <laughs> and with him came a most decrepit old bird <laughs> what <laughs> I, I just thought this part was too funny right so, they, so now the thrush tells the raven who tells the dwarves about what happened. <clears throat> that Smog is now, in fact, dead. Right. Um, this takes way too long. This is many pages of this. It's very strange, right? But, oh, yes. Uh, 
they, they they run into the mountain. Basically, that's what happens. They do all this, and then they run into the mountain. Um, the the raven does try to tell them, like, hey, you know, you should probably listen to these people, um, and you know, help them out because they helped you out by killing the dragon. To which Thorin has an angry outburst. Hmm, it's starting right. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. He he like yells at the raven, tells him to mind his own business and go away. <laughs> well, not before also running an errand for him, too, right? So he's like, Yeah, he's like, I don't want to listen to you, but also you need to do this thing for me, and I've got to go. Bye. Like, yeah. Oh, it's like, fine, whatever. <clears throat> and so they they go into the mountain. They run inside and they start um taking stock of what's going on in the mountain. Right. Um, so while they're in there, they start digging around and looking for stuff and shoring up the door right because mm-hmm. now Thorin says we have to make sure the door is uh, fixed and they're like why why do we got to make the door and he starts like rambling about the enemies are coming for us and all this stuff and and uh, Bilbo starts to be like what what, what are you what are you doing yeah <laughs> it's like why are you being so weird man why are you being so strange hmm <clears throat> Right. Uh, but they they do that, they fix up the thing, and they um they make it so that they can't even like there's basically no way to even get to the front gate. <clears throat> it's very like they reinforce the gate and like make it pretty impossible for people to even come there. They also send some people down to go find the ponies and bring back as many supplies as they could find. They were still around from their little spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like hold themselves up inside the cave now. <clears throat> this is their plan. They, they're reinforcing themselves inside the cave. For, for all intents and purposes, they have barricaded themselves inside, right? So like they yeah. can't very easily leave and people can't easily get in. So like it's a, it's, it's just a blockage. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like what Smog did. Huh. Right? That's no. <clears throat> it's weird, right? Um, but later that night, they look out and they see all the men, a lot of men had come up to Dale. Yes. Um, you know, and the dwarves are nervous about this. They don't really like it. Um, <clears throat> they even come to talk to him. And Thorin is very brusque and not very happy about this. Um, you know. Uh, and he doesn't, they, the men are over there and they're singing, right? And they, it's like annoying the dwarves. <laughs> so they do what right. anybody, anyone else would do. They, they turned up their own music, right? They start singing themselves. And it's really interesting here. You get a little little paragraph here in the middle about Bilbo and it's interesting you know just like because he feels stuck now and it's interesting that his paragraph is stuck between the one about the men and the dwarves Mm. just a little interesting there Um, he longed to escape from the dark fortress and to go down and join the mirth and the feasting by the fires Um, whereas the men are all happy and excited and blah 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 the dwarves are very dour and very like grumpy right about this thing <clears throat> and Bilbo's like well, I don't hobbits aren't grumpy I don't want 
I want, can we have a feast too? I want, why can't we go feast together? The dragon's dead. What about feasting? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah. I don't want to eat this cram stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps bringing that up a lot. He's like, all we had to eat was just cram and it was horrible. <laughs> uh, so the dwarves start singing their song, which is um, not happy. Nope. Or good. I mean, it ends in um, uh, the worm of dread is slain and dead, and ever so our foe shall fall. You're like, oh, that's oh, oh yeah. You what? didn't even foe him, fell him. So, like, what do you? Yes. Guess? <laughs> <laughs> this couldn't even um, do that much. What are you? What are you doing? Yeah. But you know, to which Bilbo's heart fell, both at the song and the talk. They sounded much too warlike. Yeah. Right. So um Thorin is not doing good here. He's very like he's like a retreating inward, right? He's he seems to become his his demeanor has become very dark. Right? <clears throat> he's not very excited by this. <clears throat> uh and especially not so when a company shows up at the door wanting to talk to him of the L. King and some men of the lake. Okay. Ah, yes. <laughs> some people Thorin is very happy to see and interact with in, at this exact moment. Yeah, right. And so he's like, why? He's, you know, he's real mad because they come armed to his door, right? Um, and, you know, he's like, who are you? What are you doing here? Go away. Uh, Bard is the other person. So it's it's the Elven King and Bard, right? Um, you know, he tells him who he is. He tells him, hey, I killed the, the dragon. You know, I did that. And, uh, you know, we just want to, you know, make sure you're good. And we want to talk and see if everything's okay. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we just want to see if you would help us rebuild our city so that we can start uh, living with the dwarves. And Thorne's like, no, go away. <laughs> no. And again, it shows how out of place this is because from Bilbo, it says, you know, Bilbo thought that Thorin would immediately go, oh, yeah, right, yeah. This is Justice's own ode to you. Uh, and then it goes on to later and say of, um, he also did not uh, ex- expect or reckon with the power of the gold that was upon the dragon, right? Or uh-huh. upon the power of the gold that was brooded on by the dragon. Again, some of this, this dragon uh, power that's still left behind impacting him. That's true, right? So. This this is where Bilbo starts to, yeah, we start to become aware that it's not necessarily just Thorin being a jerkhead, that there is something happening with this dragon gold that's getting to him, right? Um, <clears throat> so it's starting to affect him in that way. Like he's he's starting to, you know, the the fact that the dragon was here and its malice and its greed is sort of seeped into the gold. Now that is kind of coming on to Thorin, right? If you can kind of think about it that way, right? Like it's rubbing off on him a little bit. Like Thorin is becoming the dragon, right? Um, okay, I lied. Small bit of lore part two. The, you know, this is why, <clears throat> you know, um, in other Tolkien works, right? This This characteristic of dwarves to be very like materialistic shows up a lot because their dwarves just want to have more stuff, right? This is what they're kind of interested in. They want gold, they want treasure, they want 
riches, they want this. So much so is that in, you know, we find out later in his other workings that the rings of power that are given to the dwarves, right? Instead of like corrupting the dwarves and turning them to the will of Sauron, it just makes them more greedy and they go into their mountains and hide. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, it kind of works out in Sauron's favor because he's like, oh, well, they're out of the way at least. Yeah. (laughs) But you can't really do anything with them because they're so stubborn, but they're not bothering me. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They turn, turn inward underneath that and now just desire more and more. Yeah. It like turns their greed up to like 11. Right. Uh, and so that's what's happening to Thorin here, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they even bring up, like, hey, you, you know, we, uh, the elves are helping us. Why, uh, why won't you help us, right? And he gets, that makes him angry, because, you know, they don't like elves. Especially the one that imprisoned them in his dungeons. They're not really interested in anything the Elf King has to say at the moment. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, not a good card to play. Uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. But it's weird because he like starts talking like circularly. They're like, some of that treasure's ours. And he's like, no, the treasure was Smog's and Smog is dead and I claim the treasure. So the treasure's all mine now. You're like, what? Wait, that's, that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and part of this too is you can, he's, it is the, the, this is hard to follow if you're trying to think through it logically. But again, going, Logic is not on Thorin's side. No, he's um, being corrupted by this gold. In this and you can tell dragon. how he's how it's impacting his judgment um, because he does say, um, uh, like, you know, I, I will, you know, nothing will leave this under duress. And why do you come to me as if an enemy or like come to fight? And they're just like, hey, we're not fighting. We're just here. We're just talking. But everything he's he's reading into all the wrong signals uh, for this. Yeah, and you know it, that's what happens next because you know Bard is like, uh, you know, Thorin starts yelling at him. He's like, "What would you do if you came here and we were dead and this was unguarded?" He's like, "But you're not dead, and we're not trying to steal it from you. We just yeah. want to talk to you." <laughs> and, and Thorin's response to this very logical answer is, "I don't want to talk to anybody who's armed at my gate." Like, that doesn't make sense. What do no. you? <laughs> no. That's not what he said. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, and I don't want that stinking elf here. And Bard's like, well, the elf is my friend and he's been helping, helping. us. Yes. And we're working together. Um, and so we just wanted to bring you in and add you to the working together list. Um, and he's like, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he it, this all ends as uh, these things kind of do with uh, Thorin shooting an arrow at somebody who was trying to speak. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a perfectly logical response, right? He's like, um, you know, he's because they're basically going, all right, all right, all right, listen. We'll go away. Think about it. But know this, right? We want you to we want to be together. We want to be on the team. He's like, I'll he's like, give me some money. As a Bard says, basically, if you pay me as a reward for killing the dragon, I will take my share of that reward and then pay and help distribute it to the people so we can rebuild. You don't have to give everybody money. Just give me a reward for killing the dragon yeah. and then I'll take care of the rest. And Thorin shoots an arrow at him. <laughs> yes. Again, <laughs> which not <laughs> <laughs> not good. 
Uh, yeah. Um, and so now it's interesting here because like some of the a lot of the older dwarves are agreeing with Thorin. Mm-hmm. You know, they share his mind. Um except perhaps Fat Bomber, because he's not really bothered with anything, he doesn't care. Um, and the Feely and Killy, who are constantly yeah. remarked as being much younger than the rest of them. Right? Uh, and of course Bilbo. Yes. Bilbo, of course, <laughs> disapproved of the whole turn of affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Had more than enough of the mountain. And then, uh, it, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and being besieged inside was not to his taste at all. At we know all. this. <laughs> we know this already. This tracks because Bilbo didn't like being in the goblin tunnels. He didn't like being in the oppressive forest. Now, this is the most impressive. He didn't like being in the Elven King's dungeons. But now, trapped inside this mountain with his traveling companions and friends is the most repressive environment he has encountered so far. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Which is, a, a, that's saying a lot, right? That is really kind of putting into effect the extent of this, uh, you know, dragon sickness has on them because he is supposedly among friends now like the whole journey they've been warming up to Bilbo and they've been you know getting along better and stuff but now all of a sudden they've achieved their goal they're in the mountain and he would literally rather be anywhere else at all yeah because this is not what he thought he thought they would be happy and they would be celebrating and it would be all like fun times but no they're mad They've barricaded themselves inside the mountain. They're threatening the people that live nearby with deadly force because he's shooting arrows at them. And uh, it's real strange. <laughs> yeah, it's gone. Bilbo, it's take, taken a weird turn here at the end farm. Yeah, and Bilbo is not okay with that. Nor should he be, mind no. you. Right? These are very strange <laughs> events in a book full of very strange events. But like this greed, this obsession that Thorin is letting sort of override his better judgment uh, is really taking an effect on him and then the rest of the party. It's really dragging them down. There's like a dark blanket over everybody at this time, right? Where we stop here in this chapter. Yeah. I mean, this is not necessarily, these last couple chapters aren't really, I wouldn't call them a true descent into madness for, for Thorin, but it, you could, he really is becoming undone by this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very subtle, right? Like yeah. only Bilbo is really noticing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this effect, but mostly because you know the other dwarves are. I think it's also affecting them as well, so they're not noticing the they're not noticing the effect on Thorin because it's also affecting them too. Yes. Like they're you know when Thorin saw it, they're like, yeah, yeah, what he said, yeah, I agree with that, right? That makes and, sense. And Bilbo's going, wait, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> It's like I'm not following it all. Yeah, yeah. So we're in a we're in a rough spot here on treacherous ground. That and uh, yeah, it's so it's a it's it's it, I I I do like these last two chapters um, because it now starts getting into a lot more of the um, uh, like. I don't know it just a lot more uh, interpersonal. I don't know how to describe this. Uh, why I really like these mo- more. Or right, the other ones have been fine, but now a lot more of the uh, politicking comes into play with these next couple of like figuring out how to make these, how to you know 
cover over these grievances or make amends and all of the different parties that are coming involved and just how quickly this is also spiraling out of control. Oh, definitely um, spiraling. Yes. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it really, these, these last, you know, it just starts to go, it gives you kind of whiplash of going, wait, what happened? What now? What happened? And this hit, he said, what? And he shot an arrow. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's really interesting. We have, we, you, it, I think it's because now you're starting to have, um, the whole time you've had basically external struggles, right? Yeah. And now you're getting a lot of internal struggles, right? Within Bilbo, within Thorin, within the company, right? Within everything. Like all of those interpersonal relationships are breaking down. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that puts everybody on edge and it's just like a real weird like spot to be in. So um, <clears throat> it makes everything more hazardous, right? Where before all the hazards came from goblins, trolls, spiders now the hazards come from the guy next to you right yeah. come from thorin which is not that's like a much it makes everything that much more uneasy because like a giant spider is clearly a threat right thorin shouldn't be the threat no because thus far he's been your friend and ally and companion and now the threat is coming from him <laughs> yeah so that's like a big shift right Bilbo does not like that at all. No, no, and uh, nor should he. No, no. That's again. Should not have to put up with this. This is not good working environments or conditions. Um, True. And uh, he may take some drastic measures into his hands. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, next, next, next time. time. <laughs> dun dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Getting to some very good spots. Looking forward to these last. I think so. We only have like through. four chapters. So only two weeks left. We yeah, only have four two. chapters left. So yes, yeah. Well, and I know you because okay, you'll be be busy with the star school and everything. So hopefully get this. Yeah, it'll be all right. They're soon. pretty. There will be all right. I'll be able to fit those in. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Well, and remind me. I don't know when you want to cover. Uh... That's true. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about <laughs> that. We'll talk about that offline. So we'll do that. And okay. We'll come back. So- Prepare to at least cover the next two chapters. How about that? Yes. Okay. Boom. Sounds like a plan. Ta-da. I like it. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Love you too. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.